Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I got an email concerned about her pleading for the government to help her to get the much-needed services for her three-year-old boy with autism. And let me read just a little bit of the email out for you if I can. It is with a very heavy heart that I write this email. I have a little three-year-old boy who was diagnosed with severe autism. TJ has been diagnosed since he was 18 months old. My husband and I paid for the private diagnosis due to the long public waiting lists. I know exactly what that's about. I've been down that road. Uh, To date, I have availed of very little services and long waiting lists. We have paid for most things, if not everything, privately. I would do without my breakfast to make sure that TJ gets all the help that he needs. And she goes on to say, it's just a very hard road to get anything for my son and everything is a constant fight. My husband and I have invested heavily in TJ's care uh, through paying for his diagnosis privately, speech and language appointments, OT appointments, weekly home tuition. Uh, I feel that the points I have raised are TJ's basic rights and they need to be addressed. And she joins me in the air, Jean Mulcahy. Jean, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Very well written email, by the way. And to be honest, I have a daughter uh, who has dyspraxia now. Thankfully, she's 19 now and she's doing really well. But I remember when she was younger going through exactly what you went through, Jean. Oh, that's great. Well, first of all, I'd just like to thank you for having me on the show because I've never done anything like this before. Um, So I really appreciate you being able to give me a chance to talk because Mm -hmm. I suppose the reality of the situation is at the moment... Every road I'm going down, I'm getting blocked. Um, And I'm not looking for free services or I'm not looking for, you know, trying to take something that I'm not entitled to. But I suppose, as you can appreciate from your own daughter, um, we're not qualified. And I suppose I do need professional help. Of course you do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, they're all about home educating the parent, which is so important. And everybody that's in this situation would agree with that. But at the end of the day, we're not OTs and we're not speech and language uh, therapists. And we're not teachers. And we're not teachers. No. Exactly. So I suppose this is um, the reality of it. And the way the situation is going, because my little boy goes to St. Joseph's in Charleville mm-hmm. in County Cork. And I'd just like to compliment the staff because the people that are on the ground in these services are absolutely fantastic. But unfortunately, they get the rap for maybe the hierarchies not putting things in place. So and by how severe, by the way, just for people to get some sort of... Oh, how yes, severe is, is, is his autism? I mean, you know, has he got selective mutism or, or, or how is he? Is he, is he um, speech? I think TJ may... Well, TJ's non-verbal. Okay. Um, or maybe they call it pre-verbal. Now, I don't want to offend anyone, but I suppose the way I, I, I don't take offence to it, TJ doesn't have sounds and he's non-verbal. Um, he doesn't understand directions, so basic things like come here, and he doesn't respond to his name. He doesn't understand waving hello okay. and goodbye. Now, we're hopeful for all of this. So I'm not going down the road of playing the fiddle and, oh, poor me. I suppose the aim of this conversation today is to get something to help us, to bring him to a basic level of communication and a little bit of independence without mammy and daddy down yeah. the line, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, TG is quite... And, and by the way, he has a right under the constitution of the country. He has a right to an education and he has a right to be protected by the state as well as by his parents, by the way. And he has that right. And if you're not getting that, no matter whether you get it for free because of your income or whether you have to pay for it because maybe you have a decent job, he still has a right to have those services. But both myself and my husband are high taxpayers. And, you know, this isn't just about the money. Like, I I do feel sorry for some people that are just dependent on the state for the services because you'll never get enough. No. 
Um, but like we're lucky enough that we are able to pay for certain things. But that said, like this is a lifelong disability. And, you know, I also have another little boy as well. So this isn't something that, you know, you can constant continuously pour into. Now, we do avail of the domiciliary allowance, which is a great thing to have. It's yep. 309 euros a month. So, and then if you quit it during the summer to bring him away or whatever it absolutely. happens to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's great. And, you know, that has to be recognised. But we spend 750 euros a month on TJ. Yeah, and like that's an awful lot of money. But I know, I know, and people used to say the same to me as well in relation to that. I remember even my daughter when when she was kind of started secondary school, we got our grinds to help her with maths and stuff like that, and it was like fifty, sixty quid every time, you know, every week when the grind was come out, and then occupational therapist. Then we used to bring her for counselling and all these kind of things, and they all cost money. Yeah, and it's a business to some people, mm. and they take advantage of people being vulnerable because you're desperate to help your child, but you do anything to help. Of them. course, you would, yeah. But I suppose the, I suppose what what I'm really annoyed about, I suppose at the moment is like there's three points I've raised there. Like my son TJ obviously isn't able to be toilet trained at the moment because he doesn't understand direction and he wouldn't be able to communicate that he needs to go to the toilet. He's quite a large boy and he's very tall for his age. Both his mum and dad are big people, mm-hmm. but. I asked the public health nurse, would I be able to get some nappies? Because I can't get nappies big enough for him. And she is a fabulous lady. And she said, absolutely. She has met TJ. And she said, yeah, he's not able to be toilet trained. No problem at all. Um, And she replied back to me yesterday. And she was quite upset because she knows that it is morally incorrect um, and morally wrong, I suppose. She said, unfortunately, the new guidelines with the HSC is they have to be four to get nappies. And I said, well, how do I even get them privately? And she said, I don't think you can buy direct from them. These are kind of adult-sized nappies, I suppose. Well, he'd be probably in four to to seven-year-old nappies. Um, But unfortunately, he's wetting himself at night and we're waking up and all the rigmarole that goes with him. So I said, well, can I speak to your superior? Because that's not like this... Like, I was very annoyed over that because, in fairness now, he does need nappies. And mm. I might be okay for another five, six weeks, but after that, I'm really in trouble. You yeah. know, so we need to look at getting him nappies. And this is basic stuff, isn't it? Ba- Do you know what I mean? Listen, this is something, like, my, uh, I don't know, my own mental health um, has given way on this. I have spent... Would he, um, would he be up all night, Jean? He's not a great sleeper now, I'll yeah. be honest. Um, and we've probably become a bit immune to it. But it has, like, when, when you don't get sleep... Like oh, I know. You don't operate system. properly. Yeah, no, you don't. Not at all. And something small becomes a big thing, whereas, you know, you might be, if you get a good night's sleep, you might be able to cope better. And it affects everybody. Know. I mean, it has a massive impact on the family and your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your other child, because obviously more attention has to go to TJ. And by the way, I'm not taking that away from TJ. He deserves all the attention. But, of course, it does have a massive effect on your family. Of course it does. Absolutely. Well, we did, like, we did come under pressure as a couple. We were 10, we were eight years when I fell pregnant with TJ, married, eight years. And he's a blessing, but he was a difficult child mm-hmm. um, without going into it too much. Yeah. But I suppose I, when I was four months pregnant with my second one, TJ was diagnosed, which definitely floored us. And it was definitely a grieving process. But you know what? We've accepted it and he's a blessing and I wouldn't change him. But I have spent, um, and just out actually, I have spent seven weeks in John of God's from complete kind of exhaustion and breakdown. Well, I'm sorry and to hear that. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's not something that actually none of my neighbours know or anything. So it's, uh, and and what, what, how did you end up with that? Was it just a feeling of hopelessness, I suppose? I think, um, to be honest, um, myself and my husband became under pressure because yeah. like yeah. lack of sleep, um, I suppose constant finances going out. Um, yeah. My yeah. husband works as a guard and I'm a sales rep. So, you know, we have a yeah. mortgage, things have to keep going. Yeah. And I just think I wasn't able to mind myself anymore and I wasn't able to mind my kids. 
Um, and yeah. So and how do you mom, feel? By the way, how do you feel now? Are you okay? Yeah, good. Actually, do you know what? I thought John O'Gods would be a really negative thing. I thought people in white coats were going to come and take me away. Quite the opposite. Um, very normal. If, there, if if normal is a thing. Um, do you feel you've had normal. a bit? Of, do you feel you have had a bit of a reset now, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he did teach me about self-care because I suppose mm. that does go out the window somewhat. Of you're course, so you're dedicating your life to somebody yeah. else, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'm a very together person so I'm not someone that would go in there lightly or, you know, I hold down a good job and all that goes mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I suppose I just got to breaking point because... Well, you, we the most important thing here, Jean, is by the way, you have to take care of yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, nobody's going to take care of TJ. So, you know, it's the, that's the most important part is that you look after yourself and your own mental health. And I don't mean just physically, okay. I mean your own mental health as well because that's yeah. important. That's the most important thing in TJ's life is you and your partner. Yeah. That's the most Thank important you. thing in his life. So you must look after yourself because without you... He's not much use, unfortunately. He's not going to get much help. And and I know what you're talking about. I mean, remember the same situation myself. We had to go privately to get diagnosis just to get into, when my daughter was going to school in the early days, to get the hours that she needed for an SNA, et cetera, et cetera. We had to go privately to get the diagnosis. Otherwise, we would have been waiting months and months and months. And I I do feel sorry for people who end up in that, those waiting lists um, for CAMs and other places like that. You know, it can be very, very difficult. And those services should be available. There's no reason. You know why there they're not absolutely available? absolutely no reason. Um, in fairness, we have a fabulous social worker with St. Joseph's and she has applied to Enable Ireland, actually, for me to get a support worker because TJ is very full on. He is like, he's, he's a beautiful child, but obviously communication is an issue. So we do have the meltdowns and we do have, like, mm-hmm. he constantly needs movement. He constantly seeks sensory um sensory movement and it's very hard I have a newborn as well um, so they yeah, he constantly needs stimulation all the time he yeah, needs to be stimulated yeah, yeah. Absolutely. now listen fabulous child I mm. wouldn't change him for the world but that said um, we have contacted Enable Ireland and they've wrote out to me to say now bear in mind I'm just out of John of God so to get to that point is a very poor a low level in your life and they've wrote out to say there's a waiting list of 18 months like, it's, oh, it's just absolutely shocking. Like, there is absolutely nothing. I know. I, I went through that whole thing, and you're kind of you're you're saying to the phone, but I have the problem now, not in a year and a half. I mean, that's yeah. not much use to me, really. No. And I know there's people all over the country on waiting lists for a year and a half to see, you know, psychiatrists, psychologists, child psychologists, whatever it is, and they're on those waiting lists. And, it, and then when you go in and get your appointment, they say, okay, yeah, he needs to go and see an occupational therapist. We'll get you an appointment. There's another 10 months or another year yeah. to get that, that appointment as well. So it's so but difficult. you do now you get tired of fighting you know and, oh, yeah. and you have yeah. to and you get tired of shouting and actually to be honest you're only at the end of a phone now I wrote to the ministers uh, last night I sent an email and I said it's probably a waste of time but I did state in my email I do not want them to uh, email me back with a reference number you know that is not acceptable to and did you try another- Josepha Madigan no, I didn't actually. Yeah, yeah now I know she's responsible for a lot of that now at the moment as well. So, I mean, and she, we've spoken to her many times on the air, actually. Maybe I should try and get her on to deal with this because, because Josephine Madigan... I really Madigan, appreciate that if you could. Yeah, because Josephine Madigan, she, she is a good person. I've spoken to her many times on the air. Um, and I think she genuinely cares. Um, unlike some ministers who are just in a job, so to speak. Um, and I, I think she certainly would should be looking into it because this is part of okay. her department now as well. Um, okay. But what would you like to see, Jean? What, how, would you, how do you think the system can be improved? 
Well, really, to be honest, the system is such a shambles now. And really, in fairness to the people on the ground, they are fire shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do need to have the basics things right, in fairness. Nobody is ever going to get enough of services. And that's fair enough. But we need to be getting a little bit of everything. And you have to try and manage with what you've got yourself. Mm-hmm. But like, in fairness, nappies, basic, very basic. For Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that is like not acceptable. Um, enable Ireland I appreciate with the whole pandemic and COVID that they are under pressure with schools not being out but you know what those people like if they only stop and think that people's mental health it's going to cost the government so much more because people are going to now have mental health issues breakdowns well, that, well you're right and we talked about that at the start of the show we can't just ignore everything else just because we have yeah. COVID and I get that I get the COVID is very important but we can't just ignore everything else because everything else will go into regression I mean poor TJ if he doesn't get the services he needs because of COVID, you know, his, his symptoms will go into regression, you know, and he will only just get worse. Well, TJ's like, it's very, very basic skills, if any skills. Yeah. Like, he is like, he's issues with spoon to mouth. So, like, you know, that's something that, we, that we, food is an issue, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, so the basic skills in our home are, are, are just not there. And I have absolutely received zero, zero help. Zero. Yeah. yeah. And that is not acceptable. And I have paid high tax and so has my husband and I'd like to know where is that money going because I we have received absolutely nothing and I'm not the type of person not to get up and go to work in the morning so like in fairness I suppose the aim of me coming on this radio show is that my son can avail of something basic like I can't get nappies for my son like that is not acceptable I mean, Mike has just texted and he says, ask that girl to contact a, a group called Community Connect uh, to see can they help with the nappies. Now, I've never heard of Community Connect. No, I haven't either. Okay, okay but well, that's great. Okay, and so maybe there's some sort of obviously outsourcing um, community care system that helps people in those difficult situations that you might be in. Um, so Community Connect is the name of the organisation. There may be Thank one you. in your area. Uh, and they may ha- he said they might help with the nappies. So obviously he's had his personal experience with it, but maybe with a family member or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, basic services should be available. And I'll tell you what, I just said to Ashley there a few minutes ago while you were talking uh, that we'll try and get Josipa on tomorrow to maybe discuss this and find out exactly what's happening and why the system hasn't improved. As somebody rightly points out, 18-month waiting list in a country with the highest paid politicians in Europe. It's disgraceful. And it is disgraceful. Well, isn't it? Paul Reid, uh, CEO of HSE, I googled him last night, is on 300,000 mm-hmm. a year. Yeah, more like, than the President of America. Yeah, 300,000. And I can't get nappies. And, and Enable Ireland are supported by the HSE and people are in a right um, right predicament at the moment and they really are to, the, to their pin of their collars with no schools at the moment and no services and we can't get Enable Ireland to send out someone for two hours of a day so you may be able to catch up on, you know, being able to have a shower or be able to just get a bit of fresh air for 20 minutes. I mean, what so, do you, I mean, obviously, you mentioned your husband's a guard, so obviously he's working shifts and he's in and out and, you know, and not there yeah. all the time. So when he's not there, obviously, it's up to you to look after your, your two children uh, and, well, TJ and your, and your other child. So just getting out for a breath of fresh air, he literally has to go everywhere with you, I suppose. Yeah, but you also must remember, I have a nine-month-old, so, yeah. how, you, mm. know, I, you know, I can't go, and obviously with COVID, you can't go anywhere, but you can go for a bit of a walk. But in fairness, I suppose it's not so easy with a nine-month-old and a toddler with extra needs, you know, to be going out. But I do try, I do try my best, um, and it's important for me to get a bit of fresh air every day. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I do try. And that's and why I would plead with you, Jean, to look after yourself. And you are more important. I don't want to make this sound bad, but you're more important than TJ because 
you are what TJ needs. TJ needs you. So if less you're on full, not on full steam, TJ is not going to improve. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he needs yeah. you. So he, you know you've got to look after yourself, and we don't want to see you ending up back in John and Giles again. No, uh, we want, no. and you and need to look after your mental time, health. And I hope I never return there, even though they were absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they did teach me self care, suppose, yeah. and you know basic things like mm. being able to get to brush your teeth. You know, and I, I know that sounds terrible. Yeah, but, but you, you were know, neglecting yourself. Of course, yeah. you're neglecting yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I can understand that when you've got a child that has that many needs, and you have a child that demands that much of your attention and that much of your day. Of course, you know things like just the basic stuff, coming up and just washing your hair and standing there with a hairdryer for an hour, are out of the question because you don't have the time to do it. No, you don't have the time. No, and look, everybody that has um, somebody that has a disability can relate to this situation, I suppose. Mm. Um, And uh, like, and the spectrum is a wide spectrum. So you have someone that is mild and you have someone that's quite severe. And unfortunately, we're on the severe side. And I suppose, you know, I do need to be availing of some services. Like TG goes to St. Joseph's in Charleville, a little bus comes and collects him one. Now it's one day in the week. So this isn't a five day thing, one day in the week. And he goes there from half nine to half 12. And I've Mm. been told that that service is no longer available from June, that I have to go back into the East Limerick services where he'll now go on another waiting list for 18 months where they don't have a special needs preschool in the Limerick area. And I was told there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Well, look, I'm, I'm delighted you're on the air because I know there's a lot of people around the country. There's loads more genes around the country with TJs and in exactly the same situation you're in and they're screaming for services and they just can't get them. And, and as I mentioned at the start of the show, you know, COVID-19 is going to cost the world probably in the region of $40 trillion over the next three or four years, and not including the, you know, the $17 trillion that we've already physically spent on it. And what we could do with that money for services, for, you know, diagnosis, for every Everybody, it's just astronomical, and and there is no when we can but find the money to do these things. Oh, I know, but look, all, yeah, but we need to we need to value back. all these people. We need to value the people who provide these services and pay them a bit better too, as well, because a lot of them are really crappy money. So Absolutely. we need to pay them better, so they'll actually want to do it. Absolutely. And then young people will want to go into these careers to help young children like TJ and other people like TJ. And it's hard work for them. In oh, parents, it is. Because you know, it it's physical as well. And they can have oh, it's a vocation. They can bite, it's a vocation. They can pull your hair. And, yeah. and you know what? They never complain. And they always smile. And they always say he did as well as he could today. And it's absolutely fantastic. And they're so lovely on the ground. And it's a shame that the likes of the, the people on the ground and the social workers get abuse. Because they're, they're, unfortunately, the people that have to deliver the news. Well, I'm sorry, we have no services available. It's mm-hmm. just not acceptable. Yeah. All right. Well, look, thank you very much indeed well, for, thank you for, for drawing attention. And hopefully I'll get something from the radio and maybe somebody might be able. But I'll definitely try that community aid um, yeah. care number. Well, look, if, so anybody has, so if anybody has any tips, of course, they can text them into us here at 87 Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.